Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On episode 63 of the Galen Trombley Show, I have uh, one of my childhood friends. I don't have as many of these guys on as I wish I did, but he is uh, one of the few that I met. God, probably, I think we talked about it back in like around 2000 or so. So it's been 20 years knowing this guy and it was really great to reconnect and go over some old backstories and then a lot of just fun stuff that's uh, happened in our lives currently. So I hope you guys enjoy episode 63 of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 20. Oh, God. No, I almost said 29. Welcome to episode 63 of the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, This guest is a special guest, and I always, um, for whatever reason, I think as the farther you go back in your timeline and your life, and you talk to people that were there when you were much younger, and then get to kind of re, you know, or reconnect later on in life are always cool. I've met some people for the first time as they walked in, and then I've had people on here that go really far back, and this guy is probably in the top three far back people. Um, Kyle LaFountain, uh, we, I think we were just trying to decide when we actually met. We were either 9, 10, 11, something like that. It was way back at the, our Shazy days. Summer after graduating fourth grade. So going into fifth. Yep. Um, I only remember that. It's because I was switching schools at that point. I went from Carmelin Head to Shazy. And my mom, God bless her soul, had this great idea to start me in baseball so that way I could get acquainted with people from the school yes. before I actually started wow. school, which looking back was awesome. Um, Holy crap. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So I walked into the field. I can't remember that how is... nerve-wracking it was at this point, but I can just imagine. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah, shit. I forgot about that. So you, yeah, you came on. So you, because I remember you, yeah, you went in the fifth grade knowing everybody. Well, I say Basically, everybody, but well, knowing a good a, portion yeah, of our school like, of the, the guys five were... in your baseball team is 20 of them. Yeah, exactly. So we had a, God, we had a really fun baseball group because we played... We played three years together, maybe a little bit more. A couple of kids played younger than all the way through high school. Because you played baseball all the way through high school too. Yep. Right. Yeah. So we ended up all the up, way through senior year. Yeah. So God, we played six, seven years of baseball, eight years of baseball together. It's basically that same group of kids too. Yeah, because we didn't have many back then. There was two or three Shazy teams, and our like nucleus of kids was pretty much it. We had some people that jumped in, but a lot of the other teams didn't have this. They never really carried out with baseball, so we had a really big group. I think like Andy Goodwin might have been the only. Andy Goodwin. Remember that name? Yep. A- Andy uh, was probably the one of the only ones I remember that came from the. Uh, no, Baker was on our team. Yeah, I don't know. We had a. That was fun. We had a, baseball like back then was my favorite sport. God, probably through I went from baseball and then golf. I really obviously loved, and then um, and then it was soccer. And I think probably by the time we hit like ninth grade, it was nothing but soccer. So our baseball obviously diminished, even though we had very good baseball players. We just didn't play as much. But that, like you said, that core group of kids that we had was just the best time for all of those summers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
that, those are great. I had, I had more fun playing baseball. I think the summer wise, because all we did was play baseball and we just hung out and played baseball, yep. hung out and played <laughs> baseball. And then it was rinse and repeat. And, uh, and even when we got into, I remember modified, didn't we play three years and we lost like one or two games ever in three years and we were smoking teams like bad. I don't know if that was modified. That was definitely little league. Wow. Little, was our modified team that good? No, our, yes, no. Our modified team was good. It was when we got to varsity. Yeah, we did okay. Yeah. We just didn't have like we didn't play enough. You know, we didn't pitch enough. We didn't hit enough. We, we picked up a baseball in March and played till. I say, well, that's the problem with baseball. You could probably ask most of the team that are soccer player. Most of the players that are soccer players. It was just a way to stay in shape at that point. Yeah, some um, of us still loved the game. I I love baseball in high school, but I'll tell you. Shazy is weird because, or different, because when we went in in August, we were so structured for soccer in the sense that we took it very serious and we practiced all year long, and that was our sport till November. Then you went right into basketball. And the one thing, and I like, I like basketball. It's a long season, it's cold, it's, you, it gets dark out very fast. You're in a gym, it's just not the same. It's it's just different, and the good thing about basketball is we were never good. So <laughs> the season always ended in February, and the one thing I always liked about baseball is we always had a solid like month to six weeks completely off of sports. I mean, we played some indoor soccer, but really completely off of the travel schedule. And then once baseball came, we just practiced in the gym, and the season was like a month maybe. That's what like, it seemed like. Like a true season. Well, you had like <laughs> half the games were rained out. So you got yeah. to the point the last two, three weeks of the year, you're playing three games a week. And I just remember the away baseball trip were more fun than any sports that we ever played because it got to the point where we would play baseball. You were not tired. We would go to like a sub place, load up on sub, candy, drinks, and just act like idiots on the bus. It was the best time. Well, you don't expect spend a whole lot of energy throughout a baseball game. It's not like a soccer game where you're running for 90 minutes. We were all still They're riled. beef jerky on the field. Like. <laughs> yeah. We were still also riled up after a game of baseball. Oh. That, that was, I think baseball, and the other thing with baseball is we had a lot of characters that played baseball that didn't play any other sport <laughs> and just made the team fun because you knew they just, they were there, but they were there more for like the camaraderie of it. And yeah. I, I baseball away trips for me were the most fun part of the season because like home games to me were actually kind of boring. I love the away games because they turned into just kind of like a little road trip, and then you got to play baseball and then you just hung out with your buddies and just rode a bus. If you're from Shazy, you rode a bus for at least an hour long oh, to every least. away trip. Yeah, Will's day we played Willsboro was like, wait, we're there now. Yeah. It was an hour <laughs> going to like Scroon Lake and Crown Point and like, yeah, those were bad. Keen was pretty rough too. Keen was Down a rough the trip. Valley. Yeah, and it just because it's all those back roads. I, actually, Scroon Lake wasn't bad. It was just highway the whole time, and then you yeah. got off and right there. But it was rough. Um, no, but that so Shazy that got us into. I mean, high school soccer played that. You were a, for everybody that knows a way better soccer player than I was. You played way more years. You were way better. Our senior year, you were the the basically the, our best defender, and then. I, I played defense. We were two hey, of the four that started. Part of the solid four. That's yeah, all and we, that matters. we were good. We won a state championship, so that's all that mattered. Um, and then what I'm curious now, I'm sure we'll jump back into some of those, is I've had 
I've had Mike and Nick on simultaneously, which if anybody, did, did you listen to that? I did. Okay. That was when I ran into you that night. I think it was that morning I had, <laughs> I had seen that you had done a podcast <laughs> with Nick and Mike and I was like, oh shit, I got to check this gotta, out. That did it live up to it? That was an awesome two hours, however long it was. Because what was funny was, I don't even know what it was. Mike and Nick both showed up with like a case of beer. I don't know where they had been. I was getting <laughs> off work. I was like getting done work. Kind of like like when you came yep. in. I was like finishing up and they come rolling in. Mike's got like snacks and like, <laughs> so our buddy MH, Mike, Mike was my best friend starting. I met him like fourth grade and literally to this day, like I was t- t- texting him this past week. Like he's just one of those guys that's always been there, just a good buddy, but is also just funny. And he's just one of those guys, if you listen to this, nothing's changed with MH <laughs> in 10 years. That's great and, to know. And he's, it was hilarious and it was actually fun. So it was you. Number two was Jonah came on. Jonah just started his voyage around the world, which I'm kind of, he actually, um, he did a YouTube channel. So he's vlogging his steps around. I know he's in Chile right now. So there's like, he, I'm like three or four, I think he's done three or four vo- uh, vlogs. So I'm, I want to actually wa- like watch him and kind of follow through because, so I'm trying to follow where he is in the world. Right now he's down in South America, which was his plan. And I know he's trying to be in Bangkok for Thailand for his old exchange student that he has not seen since Shay Z, but they've been in contact. That was RJ, RJ, right? RJ, yeah. And he's going to go meet him for, I think, the Turkish New Year or whatever they're, or Tur- yeah, Turkey? No, Thailand, the Thailand New Year's or whatever their big festival is. And then you're number three. So I'm always curious. I did the same thing with Jonah because the weird thing with Jonah, I had not talked to or heard from Jonah in like eight or nine years. So I had not actually heard his voice in eight or nine years, which was (laughs) weird to think about. Even you like meeting you, like we don't, we ran into each other, I think since high school, how many times? Two, three, maybe. I was going to say maybe three. Because I ran into, like, the last time I ran into was a random, I mean, Hobies ran into, randomly. And it's just, so give me, since 2008 till now, like, what have you, I mean, we're now 12 years out of school. This will be our 12th, no. Yeah, this will be our 12th year out, which seems insane. Wow, when you say it like that. Because that's a full count, like a full, we basically redid kindergarten, high school, or senior year. So, like, what have you been doing the last 12 years? Because... Like there's so many people that I know very well what they've been doing. There's a lot that I haven't, because we all just like twenties are a weird time because everybody just kind of goes and does their thing and kind of finds their own way. Yeah, and then everybody kind of filters back or doesn't or whatever. But so let people know what have you been doing last say twelve actually, years. Much much like Jonah after that Hall of Fame incident, um, the worst thing that they ever did was not let me play sports. When they wouldn't let me play baseball or basketball. I was like, I wasn't necessarily the greatest kid in school. I got by C plus, B minus, somewhere around there. So then they took away sports, and it was like, I had a whole year of school free, basically, that I didn't account for. Um, Got through school and didn't have a sense of purpose or direction, really. Um I always envy people who like growing up, they know what they want to do. Like I want to do this and they see it out. I'm like, wow, like that's impressive. I, I just never really had that 
line in life. Um, so after high school, I got the dead end job at the time it paid rent, you know, um, moved out, lived on my own. I think right after our senior year moved out, um, like I said, just didn't really have a sense of purpose. Um, work those dead end jobs and I just floated through life for Did you go a to couple college years. At all? Nope. Okay. Um, after living out the last six months of senior year, didn't really put school in a, in a good view of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't sit down for school for, I probably still wouldn't be able to now. I'm not like the book person. I'm a very, hands-on out-of-the-box kind of learner Mm -hmm. um so obviously like the only jobs i could find were like retail restaurant jobs um i actually did cable in vermont for probably a couple months like cable lines or cable like tvs and and yep um, xfinity okay they were subcontracted out by xfinity um but it was like 14 hour days by the time you left and came back. I couldn't sustain that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, at this point in my life, I was probably 25. I'm looking for a career, you know, with the little resume that I have, I stopped doing that. I'm like, I, it was just the, it drained me of everything I had. Mm-hmm. And it was six days a week. I'm like, I can't. I just can't do this. So I came back to my Domino's job. I, um, I got a seasonal job at UPS mm-hmm. delivering. And I worked there through the season. I was like, all right, when do I start working inside? They're like, oh, well, we won't have a job for you for like three to four months. I was like, all right, well, I I have bills to pay. Like, I can't do this. So I went back to my Domino's job. Um, then I actually, somewhere in between there, I had taken the CO test cause I felt like my back was against the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't foresee what career I'm going to go into at this point. So I'm like, all right, like probably a lot of people around here, I'll take the CO test. Well, lo and behold, I get a call. It's like, all right, you need to come take this psych test this time in this place. So I think it was the interview first passed all that did the psych test passed all that and went to the co academy this is one downstate right yep and then i think i got two weeks into the academy i was just like this isn't me this isn't you know the reasons why i'm doing this just isn't right Mm -hmm. i I, who's really behind bars and i couldn't put myself in that position because i knew it wasn't me like i'm not gonna put anyone else's life in risk it's not worth it to them so i dropped out of the academy um and then actually i'd say six months later um i got into niseg um and that's where i currently work um i started out as a meter reader that's basically like your shoe in the door mm-hmm. um where you just go around reading everyone's meter every other month um, which was a great job. I actually loved it. The pay was good, and 
you basically just walk out the door in the morning, go read. Say the most I did was like 500 meters a day. That's gas and electric. Ooh, wow. But you're, you're constantly moving. You're walking 10 to 12 miles a day. Yeah. On average. Yeah. So like I was staying fit. I could eat anything I wanted. Um, <laughs> Which was good awesome. Days, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. So I was actually one of the lucky ones. I was probably the luckiest. After six months, I got out of the department. I was able to bid out, which I want to say six months in that department is the record. Everyone before me, you're probably in the meter department from four to six years before oh, wow. you, okay. you're able to bid out. Um, it's there's not a there isn't usually a lot of movement within the company itself. So how many meter readers are there? Um, a full room is six. Okay. And I think we had five. And it's five every day. They're all going out. Yep. Reading. Gotcha. Each reading from 200 to 500 meters, depending on where you are. Yeah. If you're in Keene, you're probably reading 180. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was extremely lucky. I got off my six month probation and bid another job. Um, didn't actually have to read in the winter, which I think I was the first one ever, which is a godsend. You don't have to I was worry. just about to ask you how the winter is. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know. I I don't know. And I'm glad to say <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it was, I forget what day it was, but like, I'm not a sit down in front of a computer person. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a great job. I love the job itself. Um, but there was one morning where it was like negative 10 degrees and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I'm not out reading meters today. So it really opened my eyes. It was awesome. But, um, now I work in the line room. Um, I'm a line construction clerk. So it's basically when you call to get a job done, say you want to upgrade your house to 200 amp service mm -hmm. um you know you added like a hot tub or you know it's just old run house you start with the engineering department they make sure the job clears on their end and i'm basically the middleman before it gets to the line guys to go out and actually do the job itself mm -hmm. so it's been fun um so how long have you been at nice egg total a little under a year Okay, so this is a pretty new job yep. then for you. Yep. Um, now, New York State Electric and Gas. So you have NYSEG. How many, how many places around the state are there? Because it's just, I mean, it's NYSEG is just New York, right? Yep. There's, so, there's like sister companies, RG&E, Rochester Gas and Electric, and I want to say CMP. I think it's Connecticut. Something. Like municipal or something. Yeah. Um, so are they? So NYSEG, how far is NYSEG's reach? Um, it's all over the state. There's different divisions um, between us and National Grid. We kind of share the state. Mm -hmm. um, so like our Plattsburgh division runs from Chattagay down to Keene. And then we have a little area called Long Lake. Oh, yeah. Newcomb. Newcomb. Blue, Blue Mountain Lake. Some class D schools right there. Yes. And I've never really been to Newcomb up until here. When you go read their meters, you come in an hour early because it takes an hour and a half to get there. Uh -huh. 
and it's just the middle of freaking nowhere. I don't, I don't Do know why anyone was like there. Remember going up there? I think you had to pass Minerva yeah. to the yeah. school to get to Johnsburg School. That game was on a Saturday. For good I'll reason. Never, I'll never forget that because we beat them thirteen to nothing, and I'll be like, we just wasted a Saturday morning. I can't believe we just came down here. Oh, Johnsburg, good times. I think that I'm pretty sure they cooked us hot dogs on a grill after that game. Be like, hey. Probably. Because there's no stores within two miles of here, so we're going to feed you before you leave. It's a long trip home. Yep. Hey, Casey, here's four hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the tank. The um, tank. So, okay, so um, down to, you said Minerva, Keene. Not Minerva. I think they're National Grid. Or, or Newcomb. Yep, it's Sorry, like, Newcomb. Yeah, it goes like Newcomb, Long Lake, and then Blue Mountain Lake. And we kind of stop when you get to like Indian Lake. Okay, so you're down. And then there's a random, probably like 50 houses an hour past Long Lake in like Uncas. Uncas, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like Uncas Road. So you have to go down just on one street and hit those? Yeah, there's a couple. I never really read that route, but I met a guy who I was going to go help, but I didn't realize how far away it was. I get done at like one o'clock i'm like oh it's gonna be a good day i'll go help him and we'll get back early little did i know i was gonna travel another hour like oh at least southwest and he had just gotten done when i got there at 3 30 and when you read that last meter it's three hours from that last meter to the Plattsburgh shop three hour drive yes Oh my God! Yes, out. So he has to do that every other month. Um, yes. There's like ten to twelve routes down there. It's like another world when you go down there. I remember, like Wells used to come up and play, and it's like, like on a bus. That is so long. That's awful. That's got to be awful. Because you take like to get the Wells, you probably get there in about an hour and forty-five, two hours, something like that, and then. It's at least probably an hour or one and a half times as long on a bus. Bus, easily. So, yeah, that just seemed not fun. But, um, okay, so, and then most likely all the way back up, right? Yeah. Um. Yep. I think there's a, there's got to be a, there's a stretch from like exit 29 up to the keen exit where we don't read because there's not really anything there. <laughs> How, how but, what what percentage of the county right now is uh, natural gas? It's Dude, all territorial. Because um, that's the hardest thing in my business is trying to remember where the hell who has natural gas and who doesn't. Because it's like roads do or little like subdivisions do, and it's then this one doesn't, but that one does. So I'm always I'm always clueless on which ones. Like we have it at our place, but we're not really. Like more in Morrisonville, we've have you had it at your old house too, right? They old house and new house, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say I thought so. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't cross the river. I don't believe it doesn't cross it might the not, bridge because we're actually it we're up on Rand Hill. Up Rand Hill. Yep. Um, and then it follows. I want to don't mark my words if anyone from from the gas department actually listens to this. <laughs> I think it goes up three seventy four, the main line up think- to Danamora. I think you're right. Yeah, I think Danamora might have it. Yep. I well, I, I know the village of Danamora has it. Oh, you mean the? I'm not sure how exactly it spreads. Yeah. From there, it, it's. I think like 
Village of Champlain has it. And it's just like yeah. weird spots to have it, but you're not, I don't know. It's just one of those. Do, is there like a master map that shows it? Like, a, yes, there that's is. something I would love <laughs> to look at and just like figure out exactly. Troy's the natural gas guy, yep. right? Not the bug Troy and just be like, I just give me your map. I, I'm not sure if he would have it, but he would, he knows the people that can get you it. Is that something you can give to people like a map? Probably not. Oh, cause I just like, I even need like a photo. I just want something where I'm be like, Oh, these places have natural gas. Cause a lot of times uh, people, you actually might be able to, like, I don't need a physical one. Like, yeah. it's, like on fully on record, just more for my knowledge. I can just kind of study and be like, okay, now well, I know. The, yeah. This house has natural gas. <laughs> well, they used to have it list, like they have it down on the sheep. Sometimes people ask about it or sometimes people, for me, it's just kind of nice just having a little bit extra knowledge and it just makes conversations quicker. Smoother. And it's not like a whole town has it either. No, it's like roads. It's yeah. literally like this street does, that street doesn't, this side of the street does, that street doesn't. Um, but I want to kind of ask you about, so school-wise and everything else, like I always, I did okay in school. Like, I mean, I was I, I got decent grades or whatever, but I was never really studious in the sense that I, I got by, I could comprehend stuff. Most of the reason I did well is because I actually just did the work. Like I just did the homework. That makes one of us. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's but it's one like I didn't go above and beyond on the homework. I didn't try extra hard. I wasn't trying to get like really good grades. It was just by just doing the work, I got good enough grades that it made me look like a smart student. But then when I went to college, I did the same exact thing. I did the bare minimum. I didn't really apply myself because part of it was I just punted college. I punted college more than I punted high school. I applied to one college, which is Plattsburgh, got in, went undecided, like had no clue what I wanted to do at 18, like majority of kids. And then you just kind of figure it out on the way. But for like the learning curve of it, I mean, one of the biggest problems I have right now with our education system for me is if you take a, like standardized testing or just the way they teach stuff, it's I'm way better hands-on like you had said, the other thing I really like too is if you find something you're really passionate about, like that's all you need because no offense, I think like I would like right now to learn a second language. I could care less about a second language in school. Same Absolutely. thing with like I like math and I like science. I didn't like science in school. I thought it was boring, but like if you tell me like how does that machine work or how does like this how does the solar system work? Like things I really kind of find interesting. I'll read up for for hours, and I find that people that find hobbies that they like and they get all consuming, those people are really good students. They might not be good grade wise, but you can tell they have a very they have a love for learning, which is one of the things I really like doing. Is I like learning all day long. I very rarely do I watch TV just to like zone out and chill out. Like my thing is like I'm on. I watch a lot of video, but it's like a lot of YouTube videos, like how tos. Or something I'm interested in, whether it be business or marketing, like I'll sit there and like watch hours of video on a topic I really find interesting and I'm learning a lot about it and becoming a good subject expert, but I don't really know, you know, the science or the history or English. Like I love reading now. I didn't like it in high school because they're telling like, read the Grapes of Wrath. I'm like, I don't want to read that book. <laughs> like, you know, it's long and it's about like the dust bowl or something mm. like, but I got a bunch of books up there that I will fly through, but they're topics I find interesting. So what do you, what do you, I mean, are you the same or how have you found learning since? Because obviously if you weren't someone that applied it in high school, which I think a lot of students don't just because the system, especially nowadays, 
You have you, you have YouTube and you have Google. You can learn anything. Anything you want at your fingertips. And of and of interest and make a career out of it. I mean, there's a reason I've been able to do fairly decent in real estate because I've made a career out of I've I've found something I like and I've learned and learned and learned and learned because I really like it. So what's your take on that or how have you applied that since since or what hobbies have you picked up since high school that are a reflection of that? Uh, maybe not necessarily hobbies, but I will agree I didn't like to learn in high school. If I didn't like it, I, I didn't care. I'm not going to pay attention. Like English was never my big suit. You're going to tell me I have to read 2,800 pages yeah. in half a year to get a B. I don't even read 28 pages. Yeah. But if you can cater, everyone learns differently. I think that's the problem. Like standardized tests should be thrown out the door. No one learns on a line. Not everyone learns the same way. Like we're talking about, we're hands-on learners. Mm -hmm. Like it's, and it's hard because you have a class. Like we had a, we had small classes and I guarantee you all 64 of us each learn differently. So it's it's kind of hard in that sense where you can't cater to everyone's needs per se. Well, I mean, I, I, I found I spent a lot of time watching the clock in a lot yes, of classes. Yes. And the classes I watched the clock the most in, science and probably English. And the ones that I didn't were like to me, I actually liked math and I liked history. I didn't watch the clock as much. But I'll tell you, science class was painful for me. <laughs> Every single day, my mom's a science teacher. I hated science. I, I would sit there and look at the clock, and you'd be like, okay, and then you like focus on something else. You look back and be like, it's only been thirty th seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like something, some such a small number. Um, oh god, yeah, those were those were brutal. But there's another thought I, I just had. I want to talk to you about. Um, oh man, keep talking. It'll come back to I'm me. Say it'll it'll come back to you was, at any time. Was, See, yeah, my worst my one was social. I really, yep. I, I had no interest it interest in it whatsoever. Science, I didn't mind. I had a slight interest, um, of how 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 things work in general and how everything's created, all of that kind of stuff. Um, math was kind of easy to me. I didn't ever have to study. Numbers just worked for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't. English and social American history, like economics, that stuff wasn't so bad, but global. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a global different story. That, wow. that was, that was a lot to digest. Like I was American history guy. Like give me, give me like the Han dynasty or whatever yeah. dynasties. Oh, and I'm man. like Mesopotamia yeah. and all these. I'm like, I'm so lost right now. Um, the one, the other thing I always find too, if I had to go back and redo high school. This is what I would have done. If I could go back today with the knowledge I had and say, I want to redo high school, ninth grade, I would have took every single technological class <laughs> yeah. I could, I could get my hands on. I would have spent every single day in the tech room. And then when it was time to go to CV tech, I would have went to CV tech for some type of trade. And then I would have not gone to college. I would have punted college and I would have went to, and this is how I think schooling should be taught or or kind of follow this is that I would have gone my college would have been going to um, a specialty degree or course like I ended up getting a real estate license while I was in college I didn't need to go to college for it I could just took it like anybody right now could take the course and 
however long it takes you to take 75 hours of the course, like I should say, it takes you 75 hours, however long it like takes you to actually get through that and take your tests, you can become licensed. The barrier to entry is so easy. Obviously, to be good at it and stay in it, it's hard, but to get in is easy. I would have done that, and had I did my tech classes and was a little more hands-on learning, I would have, I think, found a, a niche of what I liked, whether it be in that space or just the idea of trying to problem-solve and learn. Because there's more science and math involved in those two things than just sitting there going over calculus. <laughs> yeah. Like, no offense, you need... Oh. My business right now, I, I need to know... The, as I need to know the elementary math right now and then maybe junior high percent, percentages and um, decimals and stuff like that. That's about the level of my math that needs to be done. And that's probably the level that 99% of people in the population so need. Besides like engineers. And- yeah, and engineers you might need like the Pythagorean theorem yeah. things. But even if you ask some of them, they're probably not far off from saying <laughs> you don't need to use a lot of it, which I get the problem solving aspect. But I think I would have done... Like I said, technology courses, went to CV Tech, and then went into a trade and or professional course or something after. Because the way way I think college is going to happen, one, to me, college is the price you pay for certain degrees is atrocious. Because if you come out of debt, if you come out of college with debt for something that you do not need a degree for, you to my opinion, wasted very valuable resources for something that the payoff wasn't there. You could say, yes, I got the experience or I was taught how to learn or think. Maybe, maybe, but at what cost? And the fact that now, why are, like, I'm coming from the real estate industry, why is someone in real estate at age, maybe someone at the age of 30 has not bought a home yet or the age of 35 hasn't bought a home yet? Well, they've been paying debt for 10 years there's a mortgage payment or a percentage that could be going to a down payment that, to get a mortgage. And the problem is with a lot of that is that was that was what was expected of us 12 years ago. And now we're starting to see that reverse a little bit. I have one girl right now that she – I have one girl right now that's in real estate that's in college. I have another girl that I, I talked to her today. I said, wait, where would you go to college? She goes, I didn't go to college. And I said, love it. Like she, <laughs> She's like 20 years old, went to the workforce, got her degree. Um, like I look at like my dad never went to college. Like I look at a lot of people that have done well that never went to college. They just found something they liked, learned, worked hard, and got it done. That was me and or what I would have liked to have done. Did you you go to CV Tech? I did. So what'd you go for? Because I'm curious now. Because pre-engineering. Okay. So what um, was what was that? Or do you remember much of it? I do. Um, it was like architectural drawings. Like um, drafting homes. and stuff. Yep, it was drafting, pre-engineering. Um, so you understood, like, just I mean, simple building and structural, like yep. rafters and load-bearing I've, walls and all these things that pop up. I've probably forgotten ninety-nine point nine percent of it now because I'm yeah. obviously not in the field. It wasn't really in my interest at the time. Like now, kind of makes me mad because I would have kicked myself in the ass. I would have loved to do that. Like mm-hmm. now, that interests me. There's so much stuff now that interests me. Or I had opportunities to see them through back then, but yeah. when you're that young, you don't you don't think that far ahead, were, and your interests are totally were, different. Were you handy growing up? Like I like, was growing up. Um, like either your parents handy that showed you? Neither of them actually. Or uncle um, or yep, cousin. My or... mom was a single parent mm-hmm. my whole life, basically. <clears throat> so I some other sense i had to be the man of the house um 
luckily her brother, my uncle, is one of the hand handiest people I've ever met. So when he'd come over and fix things, he'd always make sure I was right there watching. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and I've and I fended for myself. I'm a survivor, and I've I've learned all those things because I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, where I know people whose parents have done all those things, even as little as like changing tires and oil, mm-hmm. like just home remedies where I just do it because I'm like, I'm not going to, I can't pay someone to do something that yeah. I can do. Yeah. Like I, I just won't do it. And luckily I have a, a wide basic knowledge of a lot of things. I'm not proficient in anything really but I have a basic knowledge and understanding of how those things work. So I'm able to work through a lot of the troubleshooting when it comes to that kind of stuff. When it yeah. cars, not really the best carpenter never really was, but I mean, you the, know, the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's one of the things my, like, so my dad, like typically my mom's side, my, all my uncles understood it. They all learned it. That whole side of the family, so that's why my cousins that have dads that were like Nolan is very handy. Dan's very handy. All those guys are handy. Um, Pat's kids. Um, I was not. My dad just never learned it for whatever reason. It never got passed on to me. So I came out knowing nothing. Like I, And now that I own a home, it's like things happen all the time. And not big things. It's the kind of stuff where it's like same thing. It's like little home projects that... You can learn on YouTube. So I watch YouTube. I'm slowly accumulating tools. So as simple as like a week ago, week and a half ago, me and my father-in-law, my father-in-law was basically probably better than me, but about me 40, uh, 30 years ago, something like that. And he kind of like self-taught himself just little things to around the house. So now I'm kind of learning from him. And we just built shelving down in the basement. Simple shelving, but it involves cutting, measuring, leveling, you know, just drilling holes and, and just aligning stuff up. And it allows you to think and put your mind into, you know, cause you gotta say problem solve, but it's kind of the one like you measure twice, cut once kind of thing. <laughs> I'm one that like I measure 10 times before I cut, Me but too. yeah, I'm just, I just get very, I like triple, triple check. Cause I'm not confident with myself yet. Like if you ask me something in real estate, it's just like first time I could do it because I have so many reps of doing it. That stuff I don't, but now that I'm slowly getting the tools and I kind of have a little place to do stuff, it's I'm picking up on it, but I love it. And I wish I had more time for that kind of stuff, which is my detriment. It's just I don't have the time. But I find that just being handy, like I think if something ever happened to me real estate-wise, like I could not do real estate, one of the one of the things I would consider is something within plumbing, electrical, or carpentry. Like I just I, – I like it. I think it's like it's a cool thing for my mind to work like that. And I'll tell you right now, you will always have a job because all those guys that know how to do it, the stuff are retiring. And our generation, a lot of us don't know how to do it proficiently to be able to have a career out of it. You're going to see a very big need for those people coming. Well, soon. during our, I feel like growing up, there was that huge push. Like you were talking about was like college. You, yeah. you can't oh, go yeah. anywhere without a college degree. And now look at like, we are in a need for tradespeople. Yeah. And like you said, all those, these older guys with 30 to 40 years of knowledge are retiring and don't have two generations to pass it down to. 
Yeah. So I hope I hope there's a bigger push. Well, what, one of the things, like I again, I'm not very handy, but I look at it. My son's two years old. Like he's already like kind of he sees me like doing stuff, and he'll come over and I got him a little tool set for uh, you know a little toy one for Christmas. But he, like one of the things I would like to do is let him have some type of knowledge when he leaves and goes like he can be the one to fix the plumbing or fix you know maybe if i can learn some electrical stuff but basic things that he can just do when he want to call somebody it's like okay well i can frame that out or i can change this or i can reside that and he has the lingo that i'm learning now but i'm way better than i was a year ago and hopefully in a year from now i'm way better and just little projects but i enjoy doing them because to me it's like mindless i mean i'm thinking but where my life is like people all the time it's nice to just me and my thoughts even though my brain is still going you know hard in just a different way it allows me just kind of relax listen to some music kind of just think and just not say that's what i love all about that it's just like you said as much work as it is it's relaxing so what do you do for like relaxation um i would say a couple years ago um i really got into working out Mm -hmm. um yeah, as I say, you, I mean, you look good. Like you, you've kept in 12 years. Some people don't keep off weight or yeah. Like the, the thing tried. is I, I could recognize you when I walked up to see you. That's a good sign. You know, it 12 years is. later. <laughs> yeah. Could, could be like, wait, um, that's Kyle. Yeah. Yep. So I started working out, um, and it was more of a, for the mental relaxation, you know, it's not like I, I don't have a goal of like, I want to be this strong. You know, I've never went into it like that. I go to the gym. It's it's my alone time. It's those hour to two hours, depending on what I'm doing or how much cardio I'm going to do. It's just there's nothing in my mind. There's no white noise. It's just it's just my relaxation. Um, I started another big thing was I started playing guitar probably when I was like 14 or 15. Got frustrated stopped for a couple of years and picked it up probably within the last like eight years. I play a lot. Just, I don't play for other people. I just play I got, for myself I got one right there. I literally brought it here because I used to, I, for about a year I played it and I got okay at it enough where I was on my way to becoming a hobbyist, like being okay. Yeah. But same thing. It's been sitting there for probably yep. 10 years now. It's yeah. It's, it gets frustrating. So you still play a lot? Yep. I don't, I'm not like a musician. Um, I play everyone else's music. Yeah. Um, I'm not that artistic, you'd say. Um, but I enjoy playing the music that I listen to. It's just. I think one of the, when I was playing guitar, for me, it was the, the mindless thing too, where I could sit down. I could play for an hour, two, three hours, and it did not feel like that. All of a sudden, you like look up, it's like, it's been two and a half oh, hours, wow. and you're just sitting there playing the same chords or yeah. same notes or plucking the same strings, and over and over again, all of a sudden, you'll go a couple uh, frames, right, frames, right? And you go a couple frames, and all of a sudden, it'll be like, okay, do it again, do it again, now you get it. Now it's like three frames in, okay, yeah. now we're six frames in, now we're playing like 17 frames in. And all of a sudden, like three hours have passed. You're like, what the heck? And you've learned just like a mini intro, like a very kind of rough intro. But it's just the like to me, it was just that nice. You turned everything off. It was just, I don't know. It's kind of like you're thinking, but it's still kind of mindless in the sense that you're not 
There's no distractions. Exactly. It's just it's you. Just it's you simple. And, and the strings. Yeah, I got. I just like part of me wants to get back in playing with it. I just it's a time thing. Yeah, I just can't. I can't. I know I can't commit to it right now, but it's always in the back of my mind. That's probably. That's, well, I know that's why I brought it here because now I have no excuse. Like it's here, and even just to like play for like ten minutes each day, just to pick it up and just kind of play through some chords. At least gets my fingers back adjusting to it because that's like the worst part. The callus is back and like yep. my <sighs> my small fingers trying to wrap around it hurts and hurting for the first couple of weeks well, and mine, then you get mine is always this right here when you're because we're both kind of the same we're small guys so like yeah. to try to like curl your fingers around my thumb definitely would just the hardest like part lock up on me that's one of the you can buy skinnier neck guitars too yep. right something I got to look into because I'd always try to curl around but for me to get my fingers around it always end up muting the e and i still have that problem so i'm like why doesn't this sound like it should it's not ringing out because yep, my fat like, fingers oh, yeah. are all curled up and jammed in there um so so where do you go for the gym i just go to planet fitness yeah and just have you been doing that for about what three four years now probably somewhere i'd say yeah somewhere around three to four years were were you into weightlifting or anything leaving high or leaving high school? I wasn't. It wasn't till probably twenty three, twenty four. Um, my cousin had actually started going. He's like, "Dude, you got to start this. Like, it's amazing. It's just like we both have that kind of like white noise, where we both feel like weight weightlifting and like running. Um, not a big runner." <laughs> just to be we clear. We did enough of that back in the day, yeah. <laughs> um, it just helps clear out all of the white noise throughout the day. Um, and it's, like, it's, I still go to the gym just for the mindfulness. Now, did you, when you got out of high school, did you play any kind of sports or did you do anything I physical? I did nothing. So you completely stopped. Yep. Because you, like, you were... Most times on most teams, one of the best athletes on the field. You know what I mean? Like, if you went, um, actually, really every sport, you I think started every sport, and I would say out of the starters, whatever the game was, you were in the top percentile of, of the players. So, like, to go from nothing, like, when I, when I was 19, I think I played men's league for like a year or two, soccer. And that was it. That, that and I played golf, but like golf, I mean, it was only so physical. So I played soccer, and then when I was 19, so I went like a full year, or maybe going into 20, I was like, I got to start working out. And I started doing like, I think it was like P90X at the house. And that was it. Like, I had no knowledge. Because think about like, we, our weight room was about the size of my office, and there was nothing in there. I think I went in the weight room in high school less than five times and half the time it was like just to go in and horse around like you weren't actually going <laughs> I was gonna say you like, didn't actually go in there to no. lift weights so like, just, I uh, nobody went in to show you how like yeah. no, that was never never a thing and then i basically was like i wasn't like really out of shape it was just one of those deals where i'm just i miss like moving i miss sweating i miss like getting my heart rate up and so i did that and i didn't know anything so of course like this was 2000 I don't know, nine. It was like kind of like the P90X, like just started coming out. I'm like, I don't know. I'll just do that. Try it. Yeah. I had, no, I, mean, I was, I had no knowledge base and I did that for about a year, maybe a little less. And then I kind of was like, yeah, it is what it is. And then you start reading up on it. 
And then you started finding other things that were cool. So then you'd try them out and try to kind of, again, just establish like a little bit of a base. Um, and then that had led me now, I mean, this is 12 years or 11 years later. So I've been working out consistently probably for about 11 years, but the same thing. It's like, for me, it's like a mental thing. I think clearer, I sleep better, I eat better. Um, but it's, like I said, the mental aspect of it to me is the best thing. Cause if you get like out of shape and you just kind of feel gross and lethargic and you don't want to move, your energy levels are low. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. And like you said, I always feel like working out leads to so many better things. Um, I eat better when I'm working out because I, I don't want to waste that workout where I feel like, um, like we just went on a stretch at work where, this, we had that little mini ice storm and that wreaks wreaks havoc on power lines so it was a lot when there's a lot of outages um, we dispatch our own crews so we call it an event basically um, and you work is, seven, is this like storm kind yep, of like like linesman yep, storm yep we work the same hours they do you're 17 on you rest for seven and you're back so from Monday morning at seven till Friday at nine, we're on storm. So when you get seven hours to sleep, like sometimes you're out before. So you get like eight to nine by the time you get home, eat, relax. Yeah. You're literally, you're probably looking at six hours. If that, cause you got to get up, get ready for the next day. Yeah. And you know, yeah. you have another 17 hours, but so I didn't get to go to the gym like all last week and like this weekend hit and I, just, I, I could just feel it. Like I felt lethargic. I wasn't eating good. Uh-huh. You eat what you can while you're working those kind of hours. And yeah. of course, carbs <laughs> is the easiest thing to get. Mm-hmm. Um, plus they feed like 15, 20 people at the office. So it's like it's, pizza or something. Yeah pizza and wings or like one night we got like baked ziti like yeah. pasta yeah pasta pizza wings it's so i just had noticed and like now that i'm getting back i didn't go today because i came here after work but i just noticed that when i work out like everything else aligns healthier like oh yeah. i eat i think i drink mm-hmm. like if i'm working out it's like water 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 yeah you know yeah it no, I think like my bit, my biggest vice probably like I love coffee. Like you drink coffee? Yeah. Yeah. I almost, I almost got another one. I've had a couple cups today, but I just love the taste of coffee, but I drink water like, like alcohol. I, I drink sparingly. I mean, it's more social if I drink it and it's maybe once or twice a month. It's just, it's just something that for me, like time wise too, like I have two young kids. So for me, like my they go to bed at like 9 p.m. and they sleep in a little bit in the morning, but like tonight, I'm going to leave here, go home, eat quick, kind of take care of some stuff, try to get to bed by 10, and I'm up at 4.45 tomorrow because that's when I go, to the, I go to the gym in the morning. But like I was thinking about this the other day, like last night, I put my son down probably about 8.30. He woke up, God, he, he sometimes going to sleep in. He probably woke up like around 10. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, so I stayed up about two hours after he went to bed and I woke up almost over five hours earlier than him. So that's seven hours I was up Damn. plus the time I slept. So this kid slept like six, 
or 13 hours. Cause I, I mean, I only get about six hours, six, six to six and a half hours like a night, but there's certain days of the week, like weekends, I might stretch that to like seven, but it's, but it's the kind of thing. Like if I drink, I always feel crappy the next day. So it's not that like, I would trust me, I would love to drink like everybody else, but it's like the next day is like, man, I, if I got to wake up early in the morning, like, I just don't want to drink and then have any kind of cloudy head. That's, and all of a sudden- that's my biggest thing. You kind of, like you said, it takes you, if you, even if you don't drink that much, it takes you how many hours in the morning just to get back to your normal self. Yeah. And if you drink, it. if you know, you drink too much and it's like the whole day is shot. And if you only get two weekend days and you kill one of them, I, there's so much to do that one day. Well, that's my thing. Like my, my weekends, I don't know the last time I like set. I, I do remember because I want to say Monday. Yeah. Yesterday, all day Saturday was like nonstop. Like got up nonstop till I went to bed and I was like doing stuff with the family. It was doing stuff around the house. We were cleaning out um, our basement. So all this stuff. Saturday or Sunday, I came here like early and did a bunch of work here, like uninterrupted, quiet time, which is kind of another escapism for me. And then I got home and I was like, you know what? Like this week, Monday through Friday for me is just crazy. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do the house stuff that I wanted to do, which is more stuff throughout the basement. And I was like 4, 3.30 and I just like crashed. I just <laughs> hung out with the kids the rest of the night and watched football. And I say watch football. I like made dinner and did like dad stuff but it wasn't like doing other because i literally got home i was like i'm just i'm exhausted and that doesn't hit me often but i was like i just want i just need like a couple hours just not to think because me me was thinking it was like i just want to shut off and just hang out because sometimes my mind goes too too much too quick too fast all the time and it's like i just need to take some time out but um i would shoot i keep ah i keep this is the second time i've done this today all right, t- t- give me another topic. What else is going on in your world? Have you ever have you ever indoor rock climbed? No. No, you should. I feel like indoor rock. Did you go to Plattsburgh or the one down in Willsboro? No, I didn't know they had any. I think Plattsburgh has an indoor rock climbing wall, Plattsburgh State, and there's a place down in Willsboro called the Crux that has one. Hmm. I didn't. Yeah, wasn't aware of that. Yeah. I didn't know there was any place in Willsboro. Interesting. Yeah, and I think I I don't know which one's better, Mike. Guess is probably the one in Willsboro, but I could be wrong. Not many things are better in Willsboro. That's impressive. It. We got some friends down in Willsboro. I make fun of them all the time. But, um, no, but I think if you go down there, uh, check it out. But I'm pretty sure it's called the Crux, C-R-U-X. Huh. And I it's a rock climbing wall. I, I have not done, I've done rock climbing, not like real rock climbing, but rock climbing before. My problem is my hands sweat so much. My hands are sweating right now. Yeah, me too. That the amount of chalk that I have to put on is, I'll tell you what's, okay, well, tell me your rock climbing story. Are you just asking in general or have you yeah, ever done no, it? No, I was just, I, I kind of correlated with like working out. I started and I was like, ah, I want a challenge. I love challenges. I want something I'm bad at. I think you're supposed to climb, you're supposed to climb like this. Yeah. Right, thumb over your fingers. Because yeah. when I when I weight lift, you're supposed to do this as a hook grip. It's the opposite because this latches on. Where if you go like this, it would slip out. But rock climbing is the exact opposite. You yeah. want to pull down. So if you pull like this, you would slide out. Have you ever watched Free Solo? I have, and that was uh, I had. I got both his books over there. I haven't read them yet. Oh, Alex Honnold. He's. He's the absolute man. He's uh, he's a freak. Did your hands sweat during that bit? That yes, movie? I uh, 
actually my cousin that I rock climb with and I had found that video and I'm like, dude, you got to watch this whole time. I'm on the edge of my edge of my seat. I'm like, my hands are sweating profusely for an hour and a half. Cause like, he's like grabbing notches like less than this. And I'm like, I don't know how he does it. I, I want to put him through like some brain scan while. But, he, but the thing is too, he talks about it. You have to use friction. Cause like, it's not like you're just standing there like holding like a limp. Like he's actively like pressing into, which seems crazy. Cause you think if you're pressing <laughs> yeah. into it, you're also pressing, pressing your body out. out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there's really no way to go or where to go. So it's like when he's grabbing on the stuff, I think he's, I don't know if he's like stretching stuff, whatever he's, there's a technique to it. But the one part that freaked me out in that movie, there's two parts that freaked me out in that movie was he was doing like all the training, whatever was like when they radio called and they're like, he just went up. Like, I don't know why that freaked <laughs> me out. Cause you now know like, okay, like he's actually go- doing this thing. And the second one was, Remember the part in the wall where he was actively stretching to be able to stretch his legs far enough to make that catch? Because he's like, right now I can't make it. That's, yeah, that's the one where you had to like hang on to that. And you had to like just, yeah. you kind of had to like just like let go and stick your foot out. And that was the only way to do it. And if you missed that slip, you were done yeah. because yeah. you literally gave way. You, you let go of the only thing you had contact with to make this almost like leap. And I just remember him like stretching out and he's like, yeah, I just, I got to be able to stretch like this point. And he kind of knew it like this guy's nuts. And then he does, goes and does it. And then, then he's going up the rock and, and eventually was like, I want to do it for a certain time. And I'm like, you're I'm like, dude, just get up, man. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to break yeah. like four hours. I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he ended up just over three hours. It was insane. Yeah. But imagine <laughs> three hours of that too. Like, I mean, obviously the guy's in great shape, but it's like, good Lord. Like, and even to put it in perspective, there's a documentary called the Dawn wall. I, I, uh, is that the one with him or is that with the two guys? It's with the two guys who they may have taken a slightly different path, but they go up the same part of the wall, like a lot of the same, same paths. And they would have to, they had it broken down into, I think 30 different parts of the wall where they each had to successfully get through. And it took them two guys to get through that part of the wall with ropes over a month. And they almost quit. And then this guy with no ropes just climbs the wall in three hours. I think what it was. So I did some, like I said, research, but like, of course I started watching and I was like (laughs) looking up everything. So the, Wall that he, it was El Capitan, which is the mountain, mm-hmm. but the one he went up was whatever. There was different routes he could take up, and in rock climbing lingo, like they all know the routes. It's like going skiing and knowing like, the trails. So he like knew the trail. Oh, that's up the, the that's the Nusel Crunch right there. Yeah, and so he ends up going up. It's never been done free solo. I mean, without harnesses. So he went up the one that he knew he could probably get up. The Don Wall, I believe, is to the right of the one he went up, which is the name of one of the slabs of marble or whatever this thing's made of. And that one was like, he wouldn't have done that free solo because there was, I mean, those guys were falling all over the place, which 
also like <laughs> freaks me out a little bit because they're just sitting there like nailing them into it. The, they're like, okay, well that will hold my weight on a free fall. I'm like, I hope so. Yeah, I better. Like you got like number three, four, five also tacked in just in case it's like, um, yeah, it was over a month. Yeah. Cause it took that, it took one of the guys, I think 10 to 12 days to get through one like 12 foot portion of it. Uh, Cause I remember that at one point they like looked their hands and they were so like just raw that I think they had to just stop. For yeah. The day I and, think like, they, they took a couple putting... day break just to try and get some skin back. Which is crazy. Cause you gotta think about like their hands are their only tools really. So it's like, it, it'll just a little bit of calluses. I mean, the Honold is, I mean, his fingers are like these fat, mu- like just muscle. I think the funny thing about the, uh, the whole climb was when he just like popped over the edge and people were tourists were there like taking photos and they're like, where'd this guy come from? Then you get, uh, there was that one point where his cameraman, I don't know what part of the wall he was. He's like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. Cause they were all good climbers in their own right. Actually, I just heard, I was like a week or two ago, someone that was in his climbing crew had, has fallen and died. Yes, I, that, just, I think I read that like this week I, or last week. But I think that was a few months. Uh, say a few months ago. Was that, it? I, that was, I just heard of it. It was last but, year at some point. But oh, yeah. really? Wow, I didn't know one it of was the filmmakers had fallen that long ago. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know which one it was, but yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys doing that kind of stuff. I mean, you got to think about law that, of like, probability. I'm not. I'm no good in math, but yeah, I don't. Well, they they like document. I think it was in the Don Wall. They documented a bunch of guys that had fallen and died. Like. Just not for me, man. Yeah. If, the, if the chance, I always say, if the worst case scenario is like dying, it's like jump, it's like jumping out of a plane. Like, I'm good. I'm, I, I'll let other people do that. <laughs> like, I don't think the rush of jumping out. I get it. It's like the odds that it actually crash are so low. But I'm like, it's just not the payoff for me. I don't think is there unless someone like really proves me otherwise. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think I'm good. I'm good where I am. See, I want, I want to jump out of a plane, but I won't bungee jump. I, I something about body I, jumping that I, I just won't do. I don't uh, know why. They just both it's are just... just uh, I think maybe jumping out of a plane... I think the only reason jumping out of a plane would be better is because if you're tied to someone, obviously they're doing all the work. But you also see how many people just jump off planes and they have no problem. It's the guys that jump out with the spiders, like the squirrel suits. <laughs> Those guys are nuts. Um, like Andy Stump. Have you ever seen him? I like dude you're just, like nothing like just jumping down he's on this like this basically looks like webbing between arms and legs and they go fast fast because they they just cut through the air i wonder how fast they go do you i, I got to check yeah what, what what are they what are they actually called uh, i'm not sure to be honest they're not like fly, some kind of fly suit let me see is it is it? I don't even know. Is it fly type, suit? Yeah, just type in fly suit. Google. Let Google do the rest of the work. Wingsuit flight. Oh God! Does it say a speed? Well, the the world record for distance set was almost twenty miles. Damn! Imagine twenty. Like, and you can it, just well, yeah, glide. But do these have things on the back of them? I don't believe so. Oh my god. Ugh. The fastest 2017 British guy. Do you have any guess? Like this is the problem. It's like you don't really have a base of like 
like what's fast and what's not yeah. fast. Like you have no rec- like reference point, but I'm gonna guess 140 miles an hour. That's better than I would have thought. Uh, I mean, that's better than I would have guessed. Because I imagine 200, they're probably... 246. Holy shit. <laughs> like, are you guessing over 100? I was like, that's I was pretty like, wow, good. That, that would be I was fast. thinking probably like just, just to 100. 240 miles an hour. And there's no protection. Ooh. One guy jumped from 21,000 feet off of a peak in India. Oh, wait, no. And then the guy in 2013 jumped off of Everest. And then some, the same guy jumped off of some place 25,000 feet on Cho Oyu in 2016. So that's a, that's a base jump records, a wingsuit base jump records. Speaking of Mount Everest, I heard it was like the roughest year to climb Mount Everest this, this year. Because of the weather? Yeah, because there were so many people that were able to climb it that there was just... There was just lines of people that were oh there's only it's one busy. it's only one way traffic yeah so they can only fit like so many people down? so like, people are just waiting there hey, that's the problem you climb up how long does it take you to climb down that's it's hard to climb question. up it's gotta be hard to climb yeah. down greatest horizontal speed oh horizontal speed wait fastest greatest average horizontal speed Performance competition rules. I don't know. That's long, that's fast too. The longest time was nine minutes. The farthest was now was nineteen point nine four miles. That's Landing. Cool. What the heck does that mean? Safely landed a wingsuit without deploying his parachute. Landing on a crushable runway landing zone built with thousands of cardboard boxes. <laughs> this is in 2012. That's incredible. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, it's cool to watch. It's like one of those like Red Bull commercials. You know what one freaked me out? Remember the guy jumped from space? Did you watch yes, that? Yes, I did. I just saw that the other day, like a clip from that. And that was freaky because I remember, I still remember the day, and he kept climbing and climbing and climbing, and all of a sudden he just like steps out and just like drops. I'm like, what the? I don't know if I'd be able to jump from there, but to look out and see that from what That's cool. the, from the perspective that he got to see it, that would be awesome. It's probably one of the coolest, probably one of the coolest views in history because you can take like an astronaut or even an astronaut like hooked up to like the space station, but to know you're just about to like just drop yeah. down to the earth. And then as you're flipping, like you're falling to the planet, I don't know. I you I would I'd be hard pressed to find a better. Like what would be the what would be a better view than that? Like a more unique view that nobody's ever seen. Like me and I know people have jumped, but he had the he broke the record or whatever. Yeah, he was the highest. But it's still the same away. idea. Like that's the view. I don't know. I'd say that probably trumps everything. I mean, to see the entire planet. Like, it's very tough to say, like, on a certain, like, level, like, on the planet. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, nope, we're going to go way out and just see, see it all. all. the curvatures. Like, I'm fascinated by space. Like, that's one of my, like, we go, like, a science-y thing. I wish I would have took astronomy in, Me too. in uh, college. And I missed that. I wanted to take it, but just scheduling, I couldn't fit it in. Um, I want to go to the planetarium there. They have, like, light shows. They had, like, a Pink Floyd, uh, and they had a Led Zeppelin light show. I mean, they played music, and I'm assuming they did, like, lights, and they did astrology stuff i don't know it would but like all the 
you know, the stuff in the stars and the constellations, like that stuff to me is pretty fascinating, even though I know nothing about it. I know the Big Dipper. I know the Little Dipper. I know like Orion's Belt, yep. <laughs> which is like everybody knows. So I'm like, I know kind of what should be the North Star, even though I can never point it out. I was going to say, you kind of know what leads to it, but I'm like, is that really it? I can never or, see it. Uh, yeah. And I always look at them like, it's supposed to be the brightest, right? But they're not, it's never the brightest. Like that, that's always fascinating. Do, do you remember back, I don't know why I remember the date so well. It was 2007. No. 1997. Was it Hail Bop? Remember that? It was a comet. It was a comet. The Hail Bop comet, I think, came in like 1997. And it's the first time that we'll be able to, or the first, we won't be able to see that for like whatever the year is. And Hail Bop. Sorry, I'm like stuffing right up right now too. Um, yes, 97. Huh, good you memory. Know, you know the reason, and this is the comment, you know, Bob, there's a, okay, so you know there's things in life that you will not forget. Like <laughs> where for, you were. Where you were, and I, I don't know what the reason was. I remember, and I don't know why it was 97. I remember, and I think a lot of my gauge has to do with what year in school, because you say what year yeah. and you factor in the years. But for some reason, I remember leaving like open swim. Oof. Remember like open swim yeah. back in the day. So I left open swim to. I remember leaving the back parking lot or walking in the back parking lot from the back doors, and I remember like looking up, and I, I'm going to check to see how long this was actually in orbit or that we saw it. And I remember as clear as day, it was, it was almost like the moon was just floating across the sky because you see the circle or the comet and you could see the, the fire tail and you could just see it going across the sky and it was clear as day. It was like, it was probably like May and crystal clear, not a cloud in the sky. And it was, you know, in May when it's like, <clears throat> I don't know, six o'clock at night, six thirty, and it's like twilight and it's That's still cool. like bright. And it's the first time you've really seen like bright light for, you know, since summer and it's coming back around. It was one of those days. So it was, it was discovered in 95, the Great Comet of 97. And then we start like orbital characteristics. Half these names are like, what the hell is <laughs> Yeah. Dimensions, inclination. How big was it? Does it say how far across it was? Whoa. So I'm assuming dimensions. It was 40 to 80 kilometers, which doesn't seem that big. No. But it depends how close. And the orbit it was. 0.6, 80, 48, 48 miles. Well, that could be a little bit longer than I thought, bigger than I thought. But still, when you're talking about space, 48 miles really isn't that big. But it depends how close it was. Exactly. Now, now yeah. this is the freaky part. The last perihelion, which two bodies orbital Okay. Denotes two sides of whatever. Meaning that its orbital path. It's called a perihelion. 
Hmm. Trust me on this. So I, I'm trusting the, you. The last per- the last perihelion was April 1st, 1997. So it wasn't far off from May. So it was April. The next perihelion. So these two guys discovered the comet separately on July 23rd, 1995. Alan Hale and Thomas Bob before it became visible to the naked eye. The Hale-Bopp met or exceeded most predictions when it passed perihelion on April 1st, 97. It was visible to the naked eye for a record 18 months, twice as long as the Great Comet of 1811. 18 months? Which I don't remember it being that long. But the other thing is the next perihelion, which I don't know what this means, is 4,385 plus or minus 2.0 A.D. I don't oh, even know what, what that means. <laughs> like, look look at that bottom thing. That is the next year of this. That's like 43. Wow. I'm assuming, I think plus or minus means years. Calculus didn't teach me that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So you're basically looking at forty, almost 4,400 years before we'll see it again. Damn. That's why it was so That's... unique when it passed through. The comet became a spectacular sight in early 1997. Yeah. So that is, like, that's what it looked like. I just remember one day, it was probably April 1st. I just remember going through the sky, and it was just, it was just like, and you could see it moving. It was, it was like, it was just a slow, it was like the moon just like slowly moving across the sky. Like, if Man. you watched it for five minutes, you could easily see it just kind of go, but. I wish I would remember that now. I'm disappointed in myself. And I remember seeing it, like, as clear as day. And I think since then, they had the Halley's Comet. Yep, I remember that one. Couldn't tell you when, but you probably can. Google can. (laughs) But so this one also is more the cycles come back. Short period comet visible on Earth every 75 years. Yeah. Only one that might appear twice. And I saw this when we were younger. Haley's. Oh, no. Okay. I lied. Halley's last appeared in the inner parts of the solar system in 86 and will next appear mid-2061. Let's go. Let's go. We got one more comet (laughs) in our lifetime. 41 more years to go. Wait, so when my helium helium, discovery date, whatever that was called, perihelion, July 28th, 2061. Mark it on your calendars. Freaking Haley's Comet's coming back. Haley with double L. I don't know if our calendar goes that far. 61. But by the time I actually start flipping through on that, it will take me Ooh. that entire time to get there. That's the only problem with iPhones. You can't just like click and like flip through. You have to actually like scroll through till next year unless there's a better way to do it, which I sure as hell haven't figured out. Well, it depends how you display your calendar too because I'm at – what would you say the day was? July 28th. Eight uh, two thousand sixty one. That'll be a Thursday. You could find that. Yeah. What kind of phone do you have? I have an iPhone. Do you use iPhone app or do you use Google Map? I use i the the regular calendar that you have. The regular. One. <laughs> that one. Yeah, the iPhone one. I got a year. See, I use. Uh, but you probably display yours different because you have a lot of appointments on a day to day basis. So you need it broke down on a day. I'm just like, ah, give me the year. 
That's what yeah, I'm, exactly. That's what I'm no, I, I uh, let me see. I usually go by day just because my day is much easier. Let me see. We have. If I go to the Apple, I think I got rid of my Apple Mail one, actually. So I'll trust you. It's Thursday. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So 2061, that just seems like an insane time. Like insane, like insanely long time frame. But sort of the 90s. They sound like they were so long ago. So, <laughs> so someone said the other day, so think about this. So 2020, two, year 2000. 20 years ago, which is insane. Because yeah. the thing is, when you think about 2000, that was like a big deal. And I remember it being a big deal. Like when I turned, like, you're going to be 30 st- soon. I just turned 30. Like 1990 meant nothing to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 2000, I was like, oh, I remember like Y2K, the Y2K and yeah. all that shit. And then, now I'm like, that was 20 years ago, which doesn't seem that long because it like, seems like a blink of the eye. And the other thing too is, I don't feel old. Like, I, and I, People have said this, like your body obviously feels a little more achy than it used to, but like mentally, I don't feel old and, and mentally I feel like a little wiser, which is good. Yeah. I think we're starting to get to that point too. You learn a lot in your twenties and I really find that your, your brain fully develops at 25 and I found, and I didn't know this until like 27, that was the case. And at 25, I was like, you know what? I did notice a slight change from that time period like from 25 to like 30 at 25 things started to like make more sense a little bit i don't know if it was that or if it was just time period of life or who was surrounding myself I with think, no there's definitely something very true to that that's but, basically when my life turned around like i started to get everything together but yeah i think it's your prefrontal cortex is, doesn't really start to form until your, 25 you're going really up no, that, that was good. That was and a that's good where all, That's where all your decision-making comes from. What's is your, pre, pre, your prefrontal cortex. Which is right in the, the front yep. part it's of like the brain. Your, the decision-making part of your brain, which is like, the, I think it's the last to actually fully develop. Oh, maybe. Yep. That's why people make dumb decisions when they're young. Yep. And and the, the funny thing is, like, now that I've known that 25 is a year that people's brains actually fully develop, I don't judge younger kids as much because, like, I take, like, my son. Very early. I mean, he's two. There's times he throws tantrums. And there's times he does stuff. But I very rarely get frustrated. It's something I try to be aware of is I know he can't control it. Because it's not like – think about it. He's not choosing to be like <laughs> a pain in the butt or he's not choosing to like have these outbreaks for no reason. One, he's not fully talking. Like He's putting, starting to put some words together, but he's still kind of babbling and stuff. So you take like – if he's acting up, sometimes it's just he can't tell me what he wants. And then part of it is just, you know, he's a little kid. He's got hormones just as everybody yeah. else. And they're, he's all over the place. And he's still learning and figuring out. He doesn't out. know what's going on. No, so he, <laughs> like he's crying. He doesn't know why he's crying. Two minutes later, he's happy and giggling and smiling. So I always look at little kids like that and really give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, they, they're, just, they're just little kids. And then even even kids that are in high school, now they look back at high school, like, oh, we're so old. Now you look at high school kids and they're like babies. But the way they act too, it's like, okay, well, they're just going to be stu- act stupid or they're going to, like I have friends that have, you know, the kids that are in high school and they just, they act like high school kids. And again, 
10 years from now, they'll look back at that time and be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but like, you don't know because your body's different and you're acting out in ways that you're not typically going to do in the future or will want to. And same thing now, like I'm sure the stuff I'm doing now that I won't want to do in the fifth, my fifties, but I find that right now I'm good. I haven't, it's been a while since I've like looked back and be like, Ooh, I wish I didn't do that. Exactly. It's honestly probably been since I high school. I think it's the, the start of our prime years too, is when, you know, you, you don't really start becoming an actual adult till at least like 30, 35. Are you excited for thirties? I am. I am actually. That's not going to bother you hitting 30? No. I just like hit- the number itself, you know, it, it's obviously just a number. But like the- you said, your brain doesn't fully develop till you're 25. You don't truly know yourself until, you know, you have to give yourself three to five years. So you're, I feel like you're just becoming like who you're going to be in that stretch of time. So... When I, so look, a couple things like right now, like me turning 30, I was so pumped to turn 30. I don't know what it was. I, like, there was absolutely nothing that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be 30. I don't think 40, I don't think any of them are really going to bother me because I'm always, I always look at it as every year has gotten better and better just for whatever reason your knowledge, your friends, um, opportunities, things you should always in life strive to get, like my, my, thought is that you should always strive to get better at whatever it is on your own path at your own time like everything happens for a reason like people say like you gotta be married at a certain time or have kids at a certain time or have a certain career and it's like you don't everybody has got their own plan own time frame but i just think that every year or every you know everything should work towards getting better like there's no reason to wake up in the day and just be complacent and be like yeah you know what i'm good like i'm just gonna not try to be better t- tomorrow as it was today or something like that. And, but I, I really find that your 20s are f- all about figuring it out. And again, I, I mean, you came in today. There were some younger agents that were kind of leaving. Like Some of them have had issues with that. Like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, you're 19, you're 20, you're 21. Like, don't you worry shouldn't. about it. Yeah. Just <laughs> live life. And, you know, if you think there's an opportunity that looks fun, take it. Or if you think there's a choice that, you know, I don't know if it's a good choice. I don't know. Just do it. Like you won't know until you try it. Exactly. Really. And how many how many choices have you made in life that you've regret? Like really regretted? Where you're like, I really should have took the other choice. Most of them, probably a very small list. Because at the end of the day, I look at it too. Like if I didn't make that choice, or this I didn't do choice that later on, this great opportunity. Exactly. Who knows if that would have fell into your lap or not? With, we even think about like as like friends or people that spouses like how did like and i i'm different because of my wife's from around here but and there's a lot of reasons how we even like would meet you know and but take take like people that get married it's like well i only got married because this person took a job in this state and then moved here and then moved here and then we met some random like friends party or even or not even that like cross paths at some event that we had to like work together at and there's you see so many of these weird things that every like i'm so one of the I don't know, like, I want to see if you agree on this. One of the reasons I'm not a very stressed person in life is that I truly believe that things just work out for a reason. And I'm not a big, like, I don't go to the church anymore. I'm not, like, but I do believe, like, in higher powers or whatever. So I'm kind of one of those guys that I just believe that whether or not, like, our lives are predetermined or whatever, I don't know if that's true or not, but I still believe that every choice you make is maybe I guess predetermined, but it should have been made. 
So if I make a decision for whatever reason, if that turned out to be the worst decision up to that point in my life, it's still a decision that's going to shape the rest of my life. And then if you look back at it, if I was to go back and change something I did in high school, take you, say your mom never put you in the chaise. Say she went to another school. You would have a different life now. Like we would not be talking (laughs) or maybe we would, but maybe we wouldn't have the same. Maybe we would have met in when we were 24 years old, you know, at a job or at an event or through mutual friends, but never had the backstory back to age 10. So all these things lead to something. And then that doesn't mean you can't better tomorrow. Like, like, yeah, like we've had, um, well, I mean, think about someone that did something and like I, we, I'll tell you after, off, off the thing, but there's a guy I know that went to jail like shitty part of your life talk to him after like back into real life reestablishing themselves and but they made some good choices and did some stuff and learned some stuff while in prison like but you look at that and like here's like the low of low and then all of a sudden you're out and now you're you know still a young person and now you have your whole life to live but so instead of being defined by a certain amount of period in your like really early part of your life you now have a decision from that day to now like okay i'm now going to be better the next day so i think that's the real cool thing about life is that you can go from wherever you're at to if you want to make a change and be better it just takes you making the change and be better like takes that first step but you have the chance to do it which i don't know have you ever looked at that like that like uh, life i know you said like you came out of high school With, and you're like i didn't know what i wanted to do but then you look at well Back in high school when the whole soccer hall of fame thing happened, like I turned like I got depressed, extremely depressed. You know, growing up in a small town, our town was raised on soccer and being a part of that and then tainting it, tainting the school history like we did, like I got I started with depression anxiety after that. Like I was scared to run into anyone from town mm-hmm. because it's how I viewed myself also. You know, it was like a reflection. Like I reflected their, my thoughts of myself off of them. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, well, if I think about myself like this, they must think about me like this as well. So that must've went on for quite a few years after I had yep. graduated. Um, like I moved to Plattsburgh and like I really didn't see anyone from town, which was, you know, good because it kind of helped that, but it really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, something changed, and I was like, well, I started working out. Like you feel better about yourself, and then yeah. those outside perspectives really didn't matter because like I I knew who I was becoming. Yeah. Like I let I let that one incident become who I was for way too long Mm -hmm. and then and then i grew up and i'm like yeah i was young and dumb and i made a dumb decision that's that's not who i am yeah you know well yeah i mean even after stuff like that happened i mean i look i never viewed you differently i mean and like i said it's probably something that reflected off of you like of course i'm also one too like i mean we're what 18 17 18 that's right 17 at the time like i had known you now for a solid eight years so, you know what I mean? Like, you have eight years of friendship, eight years of, like, well, I know who Kyle really is kind of guy. So, like, 
you just don't get like to me like the friendship never gets tainted it's just like for a lot of us as like you go into you leave high school everybody goes everywhere you go different ways and just a lot of us take a longer time to reconnect for whatever reason um but yeah i mean i mean there's there's a handful of guys i mean a handful of guys like that was involved in the incident but like now it's it's so long ago that it's it's nobody, foolish. Nobody yeah. cares, and at the end of the day, Except, too, and like most of the people from that were involved are like, look at all the great things that they're doing. You know, like yeah, it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, I well, I think Jonah even mentioned it. Like Jonah was part of that, and Jonah's he ran into some trouble, and it he changed his life around. I mean, yeah, he's it was doing awesome some, to see. Yeah, and I mean, to me, it was like I know it's and I said in the beginning, like. It's one thing to have some, I don't know what it is. I think having buddies that were younger than with a high school with you, I don't know what it is, but like that's your first group of friends. And no matter what, like wherever you go in life, everybody still has that to fall back on. And it's kind of, I always look at that time period as it really develops you as a person. Cause those are very like for a lot of kids, vulnerable years, you're learning about yourself and, um, you think you're more than you are at that time, which is not a not in a negative way, but think about like if you were to look at right now, I'm th- like we're 30, okay, 29, 30. Like if we were to look back at say a kid this year on the soccer team did what you guys did back then, well, us looking at him now and just like okay, they're just young and dumb. Yeah. Like and then what, what would you do? Like you just get the next day and keep doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like, but again, for you being a young kid at that time it's where you huge. probably thought of like especially. I'm older, I'm, or I'm like a leader on the team, and or you know I'm in a certain position, and then you had like you were in a certain you know obviously soccer was a big deal and people knew who you were and all this stuff, but at the same time you look at most parents probably the same thing. They're just like, well, it's stupid, but he's not a bad kid. Yeah. And then, but again, when you're young like that, you think that the situations are bigger than they are. And that's what another thing, like as I go through life, I realize that most things aren't a huge deal. Like the big things in life is like truly life and death stuff. Like everything else is like, okay, like you can pass it off. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I find that people, people put too much focus on dumb things and people blow things out of proportion that shouldn't be out of proportion. And I think at the end of the day, I had this conversation with our group, our team today, like, put your blinders on and just worry about yourself. Like you have, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I have a wife, I have a family. Like I have people that I sacrifice my stuff for, for them. But at the end of the day, like I'm just really focused on like our family. Like I have my, my parents and stuff that I'm still close with that you want to, but like at the end of the day, as you grow older, I don't see them every day. And day to day decisions aren't made with my parents anymore. They're made with my Gina and they're made with my two kids. And that's different. And then I look at, you know, if somebody has an issue with something or says something. I'm like, you know what? That's on them. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I can't change it. I can't change their thoughts. I can't change their attitude. Or even if I could, do I really care? I'm like, no, it doesn't affect my life. Like, if something starts affecting my life, then I got to make the decision to react to that or, or change it. But really, if I look at, like, my core family and everybody's he- healthy and happy, like, I'm I'm pretty good. And and knowing everything else just like I try to align myself with good friends that that stuff doesn't come into my life but if it does I focus on can I can I change it what can I do to react to a situation if I can change it that's what I'm going to do or just drop it all together or leave and 
same thing. Like my, my, uh, my group of friends has evolved over 10 years. Like some people that I hung out with before, I don't hang out with now because I just thought they weren't, you know, in the same direction as I wanted to go and things that just naturally happened. You find it's inevitable. Yeah. You find your niche. And, um, I just think that's the benefit too, is like we talked about improving, like I'm improving as a person, but I'm improving my sphere around me. Um, and it changes. Like I have people around me that are really good mentors to me that are 20 years older than me. And I have people that work here that are 20 that, I mean, that's a solid 30 to 40 year gap worth of ages. And now it's like, you're an adult. It's different <laughs> than when you're in high school, like four years are like, they're old. Now it's like 40 years. Like, Oh, love them all. Like they're all great. It's just funny how that all works. The other thing I want to ask you, like I heard this twice in about two weeks, the idea of relativity of, is it relativity of time? Like Einstein's, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I never understood the concept. And then two people explained it to me in the last, cause I think like 2020 hit. And I was like, that makes sense. We're like, if my son, a year for him is 50% of his life right now, it seems like it takes forever where a year of our lives is thir- one third. At this point, yeah. So like we had the concept of, wow, days fly by, but in the grand scheme of your life, like a week or a day is a blink of an eye compared to, I remember in kindergarten looking up at the damn clock being like, when's this day end? <laughs> And then being like, are we almost like to summer vacation or like it's February? What? <laughs> and now it's like. Let's get through February break yeah, first. Now we're like, holy crap. It's almost the first week of yeah, January. It's Monday and then it's Friday. Well, then like, next thing you know, it's Sunday night and then you just do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, well, we just had uh, New Year's Day. And I'm like, that was almost a week ago. And, and that blows my like, a week Tomorrow is a week from New Year's Eve, which blows my mind. It's, yeah. And two weeks ago, like I had my birthday. It was two weeks already into my 30s. And I'm like. So it just flies because all of a sudden you're like, well, now there's only 50 weeks left of, of the year, but it just, the time just goes so much quicker. Say when yeah. you break, when you break it down like that, like, like you said, one day for us out of our 30 years is absolutely nothing. But to your one year old son, one day is insurmountable. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I just think like, think about sitting there looking at the clock in science class for all those years, you're like, oh my God. But now, if you go to a lecture that sucks and it's three hours long, all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh, f- an hour and a half just went by. <laughs> but like you're not thinking of it and you're just kind of like dazing off and thinking other things, but you're not focused on the clock. And when you do focus, when we used to look back and it was 30 seconds, now we look back and it's 30 minutes. You're like, okay, we're almost done. And you have it, so much more time, like prior time to put the experience, get the experience from. Would you go back to... This is think about the time period that you were like take senior year best like say we were a really good soccer shape or something. Would you go back to have like that that body like meaning that like not feeling stiff, like could run for days or would you rather take today physically the way you are but mentally the way you are or back then physically but mentally? I know my choice without a shadow of a doubt. I would take now Me over too. then. Yeah. Uh, no. The greatest saying, knowledge is power. I think I I strive for so much more now than I did back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Way more driven now. Yeah. Like, I love being uncomfortable now, and that's weird for me to say. Um, I think you learn so much more when you're uncomfortable. Um 
so I always try to put myself in an uncomfortable situation. It's not something all the time, but if I don't know if it's learning something new or just any situation in general. Um, I think we have a lot to learn from ourselves when we're uncomfortable. Yeah, I think, uh, so I'm having like a sneeze attack. Uh, it's like the one thing I can start feeling a cold coming on. I'm like, because <laughs> so actually today, so I'll get back to that. I was going to show a house. I've never done this in my life. And agent goes, there's water in the basement. I said, okay, cool. So I turn, talk to the guy, start talking about something unrelated to real estate. We're just shooting the shit about something. I open the bill code doors. I start walking down. And there's a little bit of a dip to dip your head underneath. And sure as shit, I step straight down <laughs> in the water all the way to the ground. It's about eight inches of water. And the problem was the water was, I mean, think about it. It's in the basement. It's not moving. There's no wind. Ooh. It's like glass. You can't. You can literally see straight through and see the ground. So there, you can't tell there's water. And I ended up stepping in. And literally the first thing I did was just laugh at myself. I, and when the, the saddest part was I actually stepped both feet in, figure that one out because I stepped in and I actually stepped my next foot it in. Took to a pivot. while for it. Well, no, I stepped in the first step and I stepped in my second step to step my first foot out. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was doing. I started yeah. laughing and the water was actually semi warm because it was inside. But I ended up, luckily, I had to go to the second showing and I passed, like, I was going kind of near my house. So I had to stop. I had to tell them, like, listen, I got to get, like, change your side. And they were laughing, too. <laughs> so swing home real quick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the time, the time thing and, like, being more driven, like, now, like, I find, like, in life, I have a clear, like, idea or path or purpose of, like, what I want to do in life now. 18, absolutely nothing. No. And 12 years later, I'm like, I've grown out of, as a person. My My mental... And mindset has grown way more than my physical has deteriorated. hundred percent. I totally agree. I mean, we go to the gym now, which one, I, I'm in better shape now than I was back in high school. I could run for days back then. I'm night and day better shape now. Am I more achy now? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I stretch. Yeah. I, I mobilize. I do all the stuff before and after. Um, just because I know like, I need to do that for recovery purposes. But mentally, nowhere close. Like, I would 100% take myself now mentally over going back for that physical. Yeah, it's not even a decision. I don't believe. Like, I wonder what my 40 and 50 answer would be. 50, you might be like, yeah. I'd go back to 18 again. Because you hear some guys say that. (laughs) Maybe, because the physical, if it gets that bad. But I'm hoping my physicalness stays decent enough that I will always say I would not want to go back to like 18, 19, something like that. I don't think it will. I say like 25 to, I'd say 30, 25 or 30 is where I, I could see myself being like, nah, that's the time I like would go could back like freeze to. freeze time? Yeah. But Man. who? you can't really say that because you don't know what the next five to 10 years are. And like one of the greatest sayings I've heard is like, from where you were five years ago to now, Imagine where you'll be five years from now. So so I call this, at least in my business, I call it the snowball effect. Meaning, I got my license, I was turning 20. I got 20, I was turning 21. Month I turned 21. And what happened was, I didn't know anything. Like, nothing. Nobody wanted to work with me. Made sense. I was 21. So, 
I looked at it as, okay, so I had to pick up the phone and make like my first call to somebody. Screwed it up. Awful. Well, that's my snowflake, okay? So make the next call or email somebody or whatever. You get the drift. I do all these like little small insignificant things. So what happens is I go from a snowball into like this very small little like bigger snowflake, whatever, snowball. And what happens is, like you said, it's the compounding. If you roll a snowball, well, as it gets bigger, it picks up more each turn. So it, it significantly gets bigger. Compoundly gets bigger. So it's basically the compound effect. So the same thing. Like my 20s to 25 was pretty good. My 25 to 30 has been blew that out of the water. So that's part of the reason I'm so pumped for 30 because like I can't wait to see my – like when I'm 35 – like I thought I've I've done pretty good up to thirty, like do like my workspace and stuff of growing it and family. Like I can't wait till thirty five because I just know it's it should be better. I can say it can only get better. Yeah, as long as I like don't just like give well, up, which yeah. I can't see myself no. doing. It's it's like I I'm more excited for what's to come than sad that I'm like I I'm out of my twenties now. Like I'm good. Like I'm gonna everybody's gonna die. I'm gonna die. Like I might as well just like live it Enjoy up and just it, maximize yeah. my time. So for me, it's like I'm going to get there anyways. I might as well just put all my effort in that I can because that's really what, what kind of – one of my driving factors is like I don't want to look back and say that I, I didn't take full potential of what I was able to take care of. Either you know, certain advantages that I had or situations that I put myself in. I don't want to look back at, you know, at 80 and be like, well, I just really coasted through my 20s or 30s or 40s. Like I'm always like, well – I want to look back at 80s and be like, I haven't stopped since I was 20 just going, 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 going just to get better. And I'm hoping that like, yeah, some things like physical will go down. But like mentally, hope that stays sharp. You know, the people that I meet get better. The, you know, places I'm able to or opportunities I'm able to go to get bigger and better. And it's just it's, – it's fun to look at because I know it will happen. It's just time and effort. And it's like if you're willing to put in the effort – and you know time's going to automatically happen anyways. You might as well just keep putting in the effort because it's going to happen. And I don't know. It's fun. Like to me, I get excited talking about that stuff. But that's totally where the – I would not go back in time because I'm like I, I love – like I love going forward. Like the future to me is more – I'm more excited for the future I think that I am like looking back on the past. Like I, I oh, still nice. have like the nostalgic. You still have like, like – like don't get me wrong. Like I love like seeing high school buddies. Like I would love – you know like, – class reunions or something like like nick mike steve a couple of us kyle like we kind of still get together like once or twice a year get some you know we'll go to like buffalo wild wings and get beer and wings and just like watch a couple mm. games and just shoot the ship yeah. and make fun <laughs> of each other like nothing's changed <laughs> like, i was gonna say yeah yeah so like that stuff's still great and i like still like that and you look back or at like old pictures or memorabilia and like oh that's really cool but then at the end of the day i'm like i still want to just like go 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 exactly so like it's all the relative of time as well because you know the last five years you got this done well the next 15 to 20 just it's kind of unimaginable how how far you can go really it's crazy and i was watching a, a thing the other day the one like uh it was a sorry i watched the first episode it was inside bill gates mind Ooh. it was on netflix i was gonna say I, i've it, definitely scrolled past that yeah, and it's kind of cool when you look at them and you hear some thoughts and stuff. And one of my biggest fascinations is where – this is like really big for me is, – is take somebody that's successful now, whether it's Bill Gates, Elon Musk, The Rock. Like take all these people 
I just got done watching the Kevin Hart documentary. When I talk Dude, about like, I just heard that you, was all I haven't watch s- I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's very good. And I love Kevin Hart. I, I think he's funny, but I think the other thing too is now that I have an appreciation for kind of run, like kind of basically running operations of a business and trying to grow it. There's so much stuff to do. You get pulled in so many different directions and you look at stuff he's been able to do, which is incredible. And I kind of find it cool when I find like glimpses of myself in him. Not like, not like I'm going to be this mega superstar, but the idea, like the mindsets and certain things are the same, but then you watch like where he came from. That's what I like. I like, like you see Kevin Hart now. Okay. You see him in 2020. He talks about like back like 96 living with his mom, single mom, like in a shitty apartment in Philly. And then he like goes into like starting his acting career or starting his, uh, the comedy thing. And like, my jokes were bad. And like, you hear all these, and it was, they were, and he, and he's very open and very candid in it. And you see everything he's been able to build and the struggles and things, even like today, like he's had bad PR moves and bad things here and there, but He's very open. He's like, I'm human. Like I, so made I think mistakes. that was very important for him to show how real he actually was. How many he makes mistakes. Oh you yeah. Know, to be open and honest about that, I think it, it did him very well. It's cool to see the. It's really cool. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. It, if you can watch that, I don't. Again, I don't watch a lot of TV, but like I love documentaries on that kind of stuff. And Bill Gates is the same thing. You start talking to him. They start talking to him and asking questions, and he just like, well, I did this and did that, and and Bill Gates now is probably seventy, close to seventy, Damn. and I mean, again, I'm thirty, so if you think about it, if he's, I'm gonna round up, he's seventy, okay, and I'm thirty. That means when I was born, he was forty, forty. <laughs> so he was ten years older than I am now. So then you put that again in the relative scale. It's like, what's this? This guy's been able to accomplish a ton, and I only know him in like the last, I don't know, 35, 40% of his life is all I've really known of him. And not even that last 15% of his life. Cause I didn't know much. I was going to say, how much did you actually take in there? Yeah. Since I was probably 20, I kind of knew what he was about. Like, so you put that whole thing in perspective or like a Steve jobs, or I read, uh, actually I listened to an audiobooks, um, shoe dog by Phil Knight. He's the founder of Nike. Like you look at where these guys started, like Phil Knight was selling Japanese shoes was selling Japanese shoes out of the back of his car for like same struggles any person would have that's starting a business. Like he worried about overhead and didn't have an office and then all of a sudden had to buy, you know, had to buy product that he might not be able to sell. So all this kind of stuff was his growing pains. Well, that's the same, that's the same thing that um, would happen if someone around here was building a company. You buy your overhead. Well, am I going to want to buy my product? And all of a sudden, just through, you know, pure, I guess, grit or blind faith or whatever in yourself that you're going to get to that next level. So I think that's kind of cool when you look back at those guys that really, you know, the Kevin Hart's or the Rocks that are more in the public eye now or like the Elon Musk. Like, where did they come from? Where did they grow up? What was their first, like, intro to anything? And a lot of the times it was kind of these you know, started in their parents' garage or basement or musicians, you know, practicing in the living room. And then all of a sudden they, you know, start jamming away. And now all of a sudden they're, they're selling out arenas. Like, um, 
I haven't seen it. I was just looking at tickets today. This is going into another direction. Elton John's farewell concert, farewell tour, and he's playing. We're so on the fence about going. We, me and my wife like Elton John, and the tickets are stupid expensive. I say, where, where is the concert? Bell Bell Center. Bell Center. He's playing two nights at the Bell Center. He's playing two nights. I mean, he's playing like two nights in Toronto, two nights at the Bell Center, two nights at MSG, and. Part of me is like, I'll never see him again. So it's kind of one that we just go. And I think we will. I think we're leaning towards it. But think about Elton John. I haven't seen the movie Rocket Man yet, which I want to. But I mean, when, where did he start? Like, I remember like the Beatles. They said they were just like, there was a. You ever seen the carpool karaoke's with James Corden? They're hilarious. And <laughs> they the one are. He, did you ever see the one he did with um, Paul McCartney? I want to say I did, but I don't remember much. So they were in Liverpool with Paul McCartney, which is like, like he can't even walk outside because people say, don't know yeah, who he the is. Pinnacle of the Beatles. <laughs> so they went to his old house. So they knock on the door, and like the person's there, and like opens the door, and it's like Paul McCartney's like, like you mind if we come in? And he's like, this is my house. Like this is my house. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so he's like literally going through the house. Like, yep. So I used to play. My piano was set up right there. Oh, he goes and uh, oh, he goes yeah. He goes, uh, John, yeah, John used to come over and we would play right there, like in his mom's like dining room, like an old house and probably kind of set up like this. And he's like, yeah, so me and John would just sit there and we would practice for hours right there. So here she is like mom, like working in the kitchen or cooking dinner or doing laundry or hanging out or doing whatever. And you got, you know, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, just like little kids, like, jamming <laughs> in, you know, but it's yeah. kind of like you look at these stories that obviously something happened, but you don't get like a record label or get noticed unless you put in the time. So a lot of these guys have played hours and hours and hours, you know, in their mom's kitchen or dining room or basement or, you know, Steve Jobs starting something in the garage and here they are now. So I'm always fascinated by the backstory to see kind of where they came from. And, and that's why I think like Kevin Hart's good because he goes into the backstory. He talks about his mom. He talks about his dad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Something I think anybody should watch it. It's pretty good. It's like six episodes, but they're all thirty to fifty minutes, something like that. That's that's manageable. So you probably, you'll get through it in about a week or so, depending on how much you watch. I I kind of had it on as like background. I was doing other stuff and watching it, but it was uh, it was pretty cool. Say I've heard from a couple different people within the last like week that had watched it and said it was really awesome. Yeah, it, it's worth if you like Kevin Hart. I mean, I just I think if you like anybody that's successful, like just to kind of watch what they do, because um, I mean he's got like. Heartbeat Productions or something, which is like his movie company, and he's got his comedy company. He's got shows on. Uh, he's definitely investing his money very well. Smart guy. Like when you start yeah. talking to him, he's like, "Now I'm trying to get people to save and try to get these kids to like understand like generational wealth and how to do all this stuff." And you're just like, "Holy crap!" And you see how excited he is, and then he gets like, "I got this going on and this going on, and I'm here and there," and he's just going and he's going. He and never going. stops. It's kind of like The Rock. Yeah, like you, you look the at these guys, it's like insane. <laughs> yeah, The Rock. I mean, like, I would love to see a backstory on The Rock at some point. Just to kind of like, I mean, I knew The Rock when he was The Rock. Like, that was my, like <laughs> yeah, WWF, exactly, like, yeah. or WWE, whatever it was. Like, when he was actually The Rock. I remember his first movie I remember him in was, the, was it The Scorpion? It was like one of those like mummy movies. Was it The Scorpion King or something like that? Something like that. I remember when he got in, I'm like, the Rock's acting? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is the dumbest thing ever. He's a, he's a wrestler. Like, why is he acting? And now you're like, he's one of the biggest names in Hollywood. 
So I don't think it's cool, but and he's he, he's a pretty good inspiration. I follow. I don't know if you follow him on social media. I I yeah, I do. Yes, it's I do. not like a, I don't not daily. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the Rock's doing. Yeah, but, but I do. He's supposed. Yeah, he's always putting in work, and it's, it's just, crazy. It's like Gladwell's uh, ten thousand rule. Ten thousand like hours. Power. Yeah, ten thousand hours. I always love that. You know, you know who I, I didn't really know this person at all, and I stumbled upon her. And the reason he said the ten thousand hour rule. Do you know the singer Billie Eilish? Yeah. So I don't know much about this girl. I'm sad. And I I didn't know anything. I didn't know her songs, her music, and I'm really like out of the loop and like like now music i just i, I, I well. still listen to the same 90s 2000 bands. <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> so um which i always I always made fun of like my parents for listening to that and now i'm like now i know why my mom listens to 70s music because i all i do is listen to the same like 15 years uh, but she's 18 which blows my mind she's very eclectic she's got weird outfits and baggy clothes and all this but phenomenal voice but you hear her talk and she's still like you can tell she's 18 but then you can tell that she's like got something up there where she's like destined to do well. But the other cool thing and how this kind of all circles back is that her brother, I guess, is like a co-writer or producer for her and actually plays in the band. And he's another dude. They they recorded her album, which I don't know if like whatever, hit number one or whatever it was. They recorded the entire album in his bedroom. They both still live at their parents' house. Damn. Her bedroom is like if this is his bedroom, which is it's actually smaller than this. Like they're showing, like video of it. Her bedroom's like across the hallway, and <laughs> they literally wrote all the music. And he goes, "Yeah, Billy basically did every single note sitting on my bed, just like cross-legged on the bed with the mic, just saying the whole album like there, not a record studio, or anything like that." And that's the beauty of like 2020 internet stuff like that. But above his door, he had written 10,000 hours. So obviously, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. But um, I think that's true because like, if 10,000 hours – so if you work five days a week for 10 hours a day. So you work 50 hours a week. It would take you 200 weeks. So take four, you almost four, four years, years yeah. basically at 10 hours a day. <laughs> To become proficient at something, which I think depends what you're working on. Because I look at that in like real estate, like I, I've definitely put in 10,000, 10, over 10,000 hours in real estate, but there's a lot I still don't know, but the stuff I do know I'm very good at. So I could see where that would happen. But imagine if you played guitar for 10,000 hours, how good would you be? And I think there's a mixture of like the 10,000 hour rule works, but then there's also a mixture of talent. Involved. I was going to say, well, it also depends how you spend that 10,000 well, I'm, I'm hours, like 10, you know, I'm saying 10,000 hours of per, actually like focus production, not like guitar and like spent 10 hours and like three hours. I was kind of like laying around or, you know, like actually yeah. like playing the guitar and wonder how good you could get at it. Like that's I'm always curious. Like if you were just to pick up a hobby and say I can't, I could spend one hour a day. So it's gonna take you ten thousand days. Whatever, how many years that is? It's like ten years, something like yeah. that. Spending an hour a day doing something, but you, I think it's pretty close. I think you could justify that. Absolutely, I think there is a certain line where talent can project like, you really farther. Elevate you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you can become good at 
basically anything. If if you're willing if you're willing to spend that much time learning something, you're you're bound to get there at some point. Like if I was to play football for ten thousand hours, you know what I mean, or like run drills or games or whatever, like for ten thousand hours, would I be and, and everything that entails like weightlifting, like all the stuff that you got to do like to get strong to play football? What could I do for football? Because then I got to look at how many five seven white guys play football. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, Christian McCaffrey's really freaking good, but how big is he? Actually, I want to know that. But you got to think so like wasn't not, Reggie Bush like he was pretty short. Was he was he short? I think so. A funny so story. I, he always made me think like, oh, I could do it, but could, watch him be like I could do six it. I could foot. run that. I could run that. Uh, what's his name? Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. He I'm was six he's foot. 10. Damn it. Who? Uh, Reggie. Christian McCaffrey's five eleven. He is a stud. Yeah, absolute stud. He was on my fantasy team too. He's twenty three years old. Damn. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So has he always played for Carolina? Must have. Yeah. So um, that's the thing that always wonders me because at a certain point you just physically can only go like – so there's a mixture of that. But then it, like music, there's really no excuse. I mean obviously the singing part if you yeah. don't have a good voice but – I mean, I would think you could physically, or piano, like you could physically teach yourself. But then you got to think about where was, like, okay, Elton John. Where was Elton John 10,000 hours into his career versus now and, where if he yeah. plays a show, he's already accumulated two plus <laughs> hours, like one show. He does a tour, not counting warm-ups and practice. He's probably playing, not counting sound check, like four or five hours a day. Easily, just like on tour, not even trying to come up with new music or trying to do. Has Ellen John wrote a new song like recently, ever? I don't like, know. He the like last the Ellen Stones? John album like... I ever had was the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> I think that was the last one I had. I mean, like take like the Rolling Stones, who are still making or still playing. When's the last time they wrote a song? Do they just kind of like show up and be like, when are we touring? All right, I'll see you guys in four months. They know people will still show up. But they don't like, they, yeah, they don't like. They this, don't have to. This is also the other thing, too. If, if you were to go, if you were to go right now to a Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, any of these shows, and they played new music, I don't want to hear new music. Like, I yeah, want to hear. No, we want your that old timeless hit. stuff. That's it. Like, and the new music might be just as good if you gave it time. But if it I'm going to go do the same, I'm an Aero, have the same effect. Yeah. Like I'm an Aerosmith. Like I loved Aerosmith growing up. I want to go and hear sweet emotion. I don't want to go hear like whatever you're singing in 2020. <laughs> and, and actually I watched another documentary on Steven Tyler when he went to like Nashville and did like a country stint. That was pretty good too. Hmm. The funny thing with him is they just said he's like a super down earth guy. Like very like seem kind of like rock starry, but like such a nice guy, very polite. Everybody loved him. Like one of those, just I don't know, kind of, which is kind of cool to think. Like that there's someone of like that, that stature can, because you just put them on such like a high pedestal, you just expect them to, I, I guess, be a certain way. Yeah, I. You know who always so fascinates me? Because it, it was like I don't know a lot of new musicians, but like 
the Billie Eilish thing was one, and then Post Malone's another one. I don't listen to a lot of the music, but when you just hear him just kind of like hanging out and talking, <laughs> I'm like, this guy's yeah. just like a dude, like a bro, you know? And he just seems like obviously doing stuff correct, like doing whatever he's doing in the music industry, which is great. But then you hear him just talk and having fun. And he just like, yeah, this guy seems like a guy about my age. It's just living life. And he's, fun. yeah, he's just enjoying everything that he does, which is pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm not into the face tattoo. I mean, I, yeah, like, then, yeah. I mean, I won't get face tattoos. Like, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'm just wondering what he's going to say at like 60 or 70. He's probably got enough money. He's just like, honestly, I'm just going to laser him off. Yeah. They're fine. So I don't know. I just think those are kind of cool too, but. Yeah, any documentaries that you can look back at, like that really go in depth, like that not aren't just like a half hour, an hour, like really go into the backstory. They're fascinating. So Kevin Hart's a great one. I would love to see one on The Rock. That would be extremely they'll, they'll make interesting. one at some point. There's no way they don't. Yeah, Rock's honestly, honestly, I don't have time to make a documentary. I got 18. I was gonna say, I think he's probably bigger right now than he ever has been. I would think so. He's, he's got gotta be. so much going on. Like I know he just came out um with like Under Armour apparel. He went with the headphones. Yeah, that's all part of his like clothing line. They always talk about him running for president. I would be surprised. I think he's actually one of like the celebrities. Like Donald Trump's different because he had a background in business and you know, I mean, he's in a really different space. But now you take a guy that was a professional fighter. <laughs> Then an actor, but is doing a lot of stuff like business wise. Absolutely. Like I would love to see, like if he runs for president, I would love to see what he does because he's such like a positive dude that I think people he would get in the office and people would just I be think like, people would get behind him. I think so. And they too. have teased it a while back. I think well, just for shits like, and giggles. But... Like Oprah running for president. Yeah. Like imagine I, I was watching, uh, watched a little bit of the Golden Globes last night, like the award show, and they gave like Ellen DeGeneres this like prestigious award I, I just happened to see the like the couple minutes that she was talking about that yeah and like i love like ellen degeneres is great like but she's another one that like nobody hates ellen degeneres like right. nobody hates like nobody that's because the 12 days of christmas that's everyone wants to be a part of that giveaway. <laughs> that's it we all know what she really yeah. really about but you you look at like an ellen degeneres like what happens if ellen ran for president like what happens if, like the rock ran for president like these people that are bigger than life that people absolutely love that really don't have a lot of um negative things that you could with like pull from like what is the rock that i don't know if he's ever done anything like really controversial what's the worst you could say about him that he's like all jacked up on steroids yeah so what i was gonna say look at arnold and we he was the governor of california arnold (laughs) yeah now he's like i'm just going i was boring i'm going to make movies like like him and like uh, sly stallone coming out with like whatever their their movie is all just roided up but I actually listened to a podcast um, of two UFC, a UFC fighter and like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, fighter both, and the kid. Yeah, I listened to it all the time. And, yeah. Yeah. and uh, Brian, how he's talking about, oh, I was hanging out with Sly this weekend. You know how good of a painter Sly is. I think I saw this one. Was that the one that he had Theo Vaughn and uh, 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 Chris D'Elia? Yeah. Which anytime Chris is on or Theo Vaughn, I listen to yeah. it because they're just re- absolutely ridiculous. Or um, to be honest, Burt Kreischer. Bert is the man. Bert Kreischer's Burlington. Yeah. Tickets are like 100 bucks. Are they? It's worth it. He's he's on a trajectory. Like, I, I almost went to see Tom Segura over there. So did I. But it was like a it was a weird day of the week. It was I a believe. Sunday. It was a was Sunday it? night. Yeah. And it was one of those deals. I, I was like, oh. Anybody that would have went with me, I wasn't like in town. Because like my wife wouldn't have gone. So I was like, oh. 
who do I ask to go to the, like, that's the hardest part when you're like, I guess I could just go solo. <laughs> like part of me is like, yeah. I guess I go get a couple of drinks and go watch Bert. Like, yeah. I think it'd be fun to go watch him. I got to check because I would, I would love to see Bert. I think he's hilarious. He is. He's awesome. Like if like Callan Rogan, if any of those guys came, uh, do you listen to podcasts a lot? Like you I listen do. To Rogan? I actually listen to that's I I rather listen to podcasts than I do like watching TV. I love you know um there's actually like Star Talk how we were talking about like space earlier with Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah the astrophysicist that's a that's a big one I listen to um, I listen to a lot of the Rogan stuff. Um, Tom Segura and Bert's um, two bears, two or... bears, one cave. Um, Bert, I just actually started watching it. Um, it's been out for a while. Bert's like cooking show. Oh, I've never seen something's it. burning. It's <laughs> you got to check he's, it he's out. Outrageous. Is um, it on YouTube or is it? On yep. Like it's Netflix? on all things comedy. It's on their YouTube page. Gotcha. Um, I think, I guess Bill Burr started it. Okay. He's yeah. just throwing a bunch of money into this comedy stuff. And <laughs> they gave Bert a kitchen and he just is he cooks, cook? drinks. Um, it's it a, seems like it. he just doesn't know what the hell he's doing, but it seems to turn I, out good. If I not, love, they're all lying. Did you hear, did you listen to the sober October one? Yeah. The recap one too. It's so funny because he's like, like if you stop drinking, like what would you be down to? <laughs> guy just drinks all the time. He's like, well, I love when he was recapping like, oh yeah, I get hammered after. Like, what do you do? And like, well, I have a drink before. Yeah. I have a drink in the green room. I'd have a drink Two on, on stage. stage yeah. yeah. He's like, then I have a couple after. And then well, we and then I out. invite all the audience to go back to the this whatever bar. I'm like, dude. Every night. I'm like, you just, you drink. He probably drinks like a handle of vodka, like, or whatever Easily, he drinks. Like, yeah. I think he said he drinks vodka. Like it's it's insane. Tito's, yeah. It's, his drinks Tito's and like club soda. That's my mine's uh, Grey Goose. I like I like Tito's too. Grey Goose, Tito's, one of the two with lime and club soda. That's that my, is, that's my go-to. Uh, but yeah, no, that's 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 good. But um, all right, we're gonna wrap it up there. Part is I'm hungry. Yeah, my nose too. is really running. Um, uh, let me see. Okay. No, it's not too bad. 818. Kyle, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure. That, that wasn't bad, right? No. First podcast? I'm, yeah. That was good. We, we, uh, see, I always find like podcasts, you start off and then once you start talking about yeah, stuff. Yeah, once you get into it. It's... I always find the second half of the podcast fly through. The first one, it's always, especially if you're new to podcasting, it's like, okay, what do you want to talk about? And then all of a sudden it just floodgates open and then it just rules. Yeah, exactly. So that's when it starts really flowing. You know, it's, it's, it's good. So no, I'm glad you came on. Um, I'm glad I saw you. I mean, it was yeah, just a random run. In. <laughs> it was too. So I was like, and I th- did I ask, I think I asked you to be in the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I've actually listened to one or two. I said, awesome. Uh, yeah. I think that was the, that I was, think the, you just listened it, was to the, it was either that one or, uh, it was bullfrog. It was the, the day. Yep. It was that night that bull, well, you had, um, uploaded oh, bullfrog's could've, podcast. It could've been. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause I know I had, I was like, damn, I got to listen to this. How, one. how do you know bullfrog? I, it's a good question. I think, great dude. Like my cousin worked with him at Macro, that like telemarketing agency. I think that's yeah. how they knew each other. I think so. I think you said he did that. Yeah. And then one night we just randomly ran into him downtown. Yeah. And like, 
I was like probably within like five minutes of meeting this dude. He just like started telling me stuff about my life that I didn't even know. And like, next thing you know, I was like crying. I'm like, dude, like what is going on? His big he's like, voice. I, yeah. He's like, I can tell you're a good dude inside, but, but, <laughs> but you're, but you're, you're feeling sad right now. Like he just like, look, he just like looked into my soul and was like, like in a true, like genuine way. Yeah. He's, an interesting he's like, cat, I man. want you to know, like, I was just like, I was like, I like you. Like, what in the hell's going on? Bullfrog's great. He was he a, is. He's a super dude. Uh, super nice, like super positive guy. So, he, yeah, his his uh, podcast was good. He was a good, really, really good guy. Uh, all right, we're going to end there. My nose is starting to run. And I'm starting to get all stuffed up and congested. So, good good end. Started better than it ended just because my... <laughs> my uh, no, that was good. I'm glad you came on. Glad you're doing well. Um, yeah, that's it. Episode 63 with my... I guess now 20 year that's friend. true 20 years Jesus that's a long time that's a wrap that's a wrap see ya thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley show if you want to reach me you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley on Instagram at Galen Trombley and on YouTube at Galen Trombley the spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y